This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Tonight we're going to continue to measure the pilgrim's progress. The spiritual lessons that the Lord is teaching us from John Bunyan's work, a work that he wrote while he was imprisoned, wrote it for his children. What a reminder to us about how important it is to not only teach our kids what the Word of God says, but what it means. And he was taking truth that really in that time was, was commonly known among believers, it should be commonly known to us, but they were also making sure that their children understood it. And so we're using this story uh, to, to glean some very important uh, biblical insights. Christian has been to the cross, his sin load, he's been delivered from his sin guilt, and now he continues on the narrow way to the celestial city. And along the way, he keeps running into fellow travelers. Some of them are headed the right direction. A lot of them are headed the wrong direction. And we found out last week that there can be those who will claim Christ, but they are not really even on the narrow road. Uh, and, and so tonight we're going to be introduced to two more who are probably believers. Uh, but uh, there still remains a question about uh, whether or not they genuinely are. And so Bunyan continues, I looked then after Christian to see him go up the hill called Difficulty, where he ran... At times stumbled and fell, at other times crawled upon his hands and knees because of the steepness of the place. This opening description of the hill difficulty really is an accurate reminder of the Christian journey. Don't you wish it was just an uphill climb and there was nothing to get in the way, there was no turbulence. I always like when a plane takes off and it's just, but sometimes you get about halfway up and then you already you're feeling the turbulence. It's a little, makes us a little nervous. But the point is, the Christian life is that way. And there will be times you feel like you're soaring. There will be other times where you feel like your chest clawing your way along. Christian felt that way. Now about midway to the top of the hill was a pleasant arbor made by the Lord of the hill for refreshment of weary travelers. Who put the hill there? Well, Bunyan says, God put it there. That's right. That difficult climb is some of that, is that what the Lord puts? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He's growing us. He's causing us to trust him. But midway up that hill, there was this pleasant place, this arbor for travelers to rest. Therefore, as Christian came thither, he sat down to rest and pulled his scroll out of his cloak and read therein to his comfort. Question, what is the scroll? It's God's word. What else do we know about the scroll? 
It's his ticket into where? The celestial city. Now, that doesn't mean if you own a Bible, you get in. It's not what that's saying. But the point is, my Bible tells me about my free ticket in. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, so that you might know you have eternal life. And I can open this up and there's my ticket. Because I've admitted to God I'm a sinner. I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. All right. What a comforting scroll to have with me all the time. Oh, by the way, you may not be able to be carrying your Bible, but you can be carrying your Bible, right? And so that's the picture here. And, and Christian rests, and he takes out the scripture, the scroll, and he reads it for his comfort. He also now began afresh to take a look at his coat that was given him as he stood by the cross. Thus pleased, he at last fell into sleep. And what Bunyan is showing us here is he took time to just rest. It's okay. And he went to the Word of God where he found rest. And perhaps even what he's reading reminds him of the coat he's wearing. And, and the coat, obviously, is imagery about the fact we're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. I can be in a turbulent time. I can be working up a very steep incline. And when I need rest, I can just take out God's word, be refreshed. I can look at the fact that I don't have any sin. I am clothed with the righteousness of Christ. And, and that's, that's precious. But then that can kind of put me to sleep. I'm set. It's good. That's what happens here. So he sat down, he fell asleep, and Bunyan makes a point that while he's sleeping, the scroll falls out of his hand and onto the ground. That is significant. So he's sleeping, and it detained him in that place until it was almost night. As he slept, the scroll fell out of his hand. Now as he was sleeping, there came one to him and woke him, saying, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise. Quoting Proverbs 6.6. 6. With that, Christian suddenly jumped up, sped on his way, and went apace until he came to the top of the hill. Now when he got to the top of the hill, there came two men running his way. The name of one was uh, Timorous, and the other mistrust. To them, Christian said, Sirs, what's the matter? You, you run the wrong way. Timorous answered that they were going to the city of Zion, but he said, the farther we go, the more danger we meet with. Therefore, we have turned and are not going back again. Yes, said mistrust, just before us, there are a couple of lions in the way whether sleeping or waking, we don't know. We can't be sure if we came within reach, but they would immediately tear us to pieces. And so these guys have had enough. They're running the other way. What is the point that Bunyan is making? 
Well, 12 years in the Bedford jail had taught John Bunyan that there were indeed lions in the way, the way that leads to life everlasting. There's trouble in that way. Read Hebrews chapter 11. If you take the narrow way and you walk by faith, do you think there's trouble in the way? There's a lot of trouble. There is danger there. Others, but in Bunyan's time, had professed Christ in the churches of his day. But they became fearful for their lives and turned back when the threat of religious opposition or even persecution appeared up ahead. Thomas Scott, British preacher, said this in his commentary. They, referring to uh, timorous mistrust, those, the folks that uh, profess Christ but are fearful, he said, they feared the rage of men more than the wrath of God. Now listen carefully, and here's one of the applications of this. Our response to the threat of opposition is indicative of, of what our tendency will be when we actually face it. Let me say that again. Our response to the threat of opposition. How do you respond to that threat? Pull into the shadows, run for cover. When that threat happens, our response to a threat is indicative of what our tendency will be when we actually face it. So when it comes, you need to turn to the Lord, ask for grace, the courage you need, but stand your ground. And oh, by the way, make sure you're in the armor, Ephesians 6. Stand your ground. You know, one of the reasons that the world is running with all these crazy ideas, because God is still looking for a man or a woman to stand in the gap and say, no, enough is enough. So Christian said to these men, You make me afraid, but where shall I fly to be safe? If I go back to my own country, it is prepared for fire and brimstone, and I will certainly perish there. If I can get to the celestial city, I am sure to be in safety there. And so I must venture on. To go back is nothing but death. To go forward is fear of death. The everlasting, or life everlasting is beyond it. I will go forward. And by the way, as a Christian, there are going to be threats out there. But if you move forward, and even if that threat claims your life, you just got a promotion. Story of told, is told of Dr. John R. Rice. And some of you years ago, you've read his books. Maybe you got to hear him preach. But it, it literally did happen one day in one of the cities where he was preaching. People were being saved. Amazing things were happen, happening. Someone got saved. Something happened that offended a family member. And a man literally walked up and pointed a gun at John Arise, pointed it at his head. Now, he was in a western town. Those, are the, those were the... It's the Wild West. That could have been it. The man made some threatening comments to John Arise. John Arise looked back at him and he said, 
you are not going to threaten me with heaven. And he walked away. Nothing happened. But really, that is the reality for us. Christian, I will go forward. So, mistrust, the skeptic, the doubter, and timorous, the coward, the weak-hearted, fearful one, ran back down the hill. But Christian went on his way. As he thought the more of what he had heard from the men, he felt in his clothing, he was still fearful, he felt in his clothing for his scroll that he might be comforted. But it was not there. Then in great distress, Christian knew not what to do, for he wanted to use the scroll to find relief. Now, by the way, that was his habit. When you face fearful things, when, when, when doubt comes into your heart and mind, where do you turn? I hope you reach for the scroll. I was in a counseling session earlier today, and I emphasized to the, the new believer that I, I've been privileged to work with. Uh, and and I, I said to this person, I said, now, you're going to hear me say something over and over, but I don't want you to think I'm being sarcastic at all but I'm going to challenge what you think with these words. Chapter and verse. Well, I, I think chapter and verse. And by the way, if you can't give a chapter and verse, I'm going to help you find the chapter and verse because this is how the world really works. All things pertaining to life and godliness, it's right here. Now, there is a way that seems right unto a man. No, the way the world goes around, the way things work, it's right here, chapter and verse. And by the way, you can know the word of God and your flesh might convince you this shortcut's going to work. Not if God doesn't agree. It is not. We have to convince ourselves because it is true that God is always right. Let God be true and every man what? A liar. And so he wanted to find the scroll to find relief, but he didn't have it. It was also his uh, pass into the celestial city. At last he remembered that he had slept at the arbor on the side of the hill and falling down on his knees, he asked God to forgive him for that foolish act, and went back to look for his scroll. But on the way he sighed. Sometimes he wept. And he often chided himself for being so foolish to fall asleep in that place. He said, O wretched man that I am, that I should sleep in the daytime. The Lord of the hill erected the armor, arbor only for the relief of the spirits of pilgrims, not for the indulgence of the flesh or rest of ease. How many steps have I taken backward in vain? Thus it happened to Israel. For their sin they went back by the way of the Red Sea. How far might I have been on my way by this time? How much further down the road? I am made to tread these steps three more times. Now do the math. I've been here. I got to go back. I got to come back. 
three times, which I needed not to have trod but once. Night is coming and the day almost spent. Oh, that I had not slept. What is it that Bunyan's emphasizing here? You're in 1 Thessalonians 5. Would you notice verse 5? 1 Thessalonians 5, 5. Ye are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. By the way, the darkness is not just the darkness of sin. The darkness can be ungodly fear. You know, fear is wrong when it keeps you from doing what God said to do. Do you really have a reason to fear, yes or no? Not if God told you to do it. Read on. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. The idea is be sober-minded. If you're sleeping, you're not prepared. Paul reminds us in Romans 13, 11, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. And so remember our position, our privilege as children of God, and even our plotting can cause us to sleep. Well, I'm saved. I don't have anything to fear. Or, you know what, I've been having a couple good weeks here and I've been busy for God. I think it's time for a spiritual vacation. We don't say that, but your flesh thinks it. And the challenge is don't sleep. Even in the Garden of Eden, when the Lord is facing the greatest test of his life, of his eternal life, What did he say to the disciples? Watch and pray that you enter not into what? Temptation. What did they do? They slept. They slept. So Christian is bemoaning the fact that he had slept. And so we close, how often our spiritual sleep has caused fear and even failure. And in that, does the Holy Spirit remind us that we should have gone to the scroll of God's word for relief and courage, but we discover we left it behind. Maybe you're facing some things even this evening where you're struggling. And part of the struggle is, I blew it again. I ignored what God had said. I I ignored a previous lesson that he taught me. I blew it again. All right, confess that to the Lord. Go to his word. Go to pull the scroll out. And by the way, be encouraged with what he tells us in James. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and he doesn't abrade. What does that mean? The Holy Spirit will never say to you, Dummy, you did it again. By the way, parents, don't ever say that to your kids. The Holy Spirit doesn't say that to us. You come with a tender heart, a a humble heart, seeking God's wisdom. He gives it liberally. He won't upbraid you. He wants you to have his word, his wisdom. 
Sometimes the fear and skepticism of professing Christians around us who are going backwards can cause us to doubt if the narrow way is really safe. Don't listen to them. And then remember that we do not travel alone. The way of eternal life is before us. And beyond that is the celestial city. Darkness and death are behind us. And to retrace our steps is weariness indeed. Forget those things which are behind and ignore the fears of those who look backward. Press towards the mark of the prize and you will see God work in your life. You'll seize the prize as you advance towards the high calling through the power of our Lord. So press on, pilgrims. Press on. Don't fear. Your Lord's before you. Father, we are grateful for the reminders about pilgrims' life. Lord, these biblical reminders, it is so easy to go to sleep. Lord, in a country like America, we have a lot of things that can put us at ease. But Lord, you remind us that we are in a great battle. So help us to be sober and vigilant. Help us to press on through your strength, for your glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. Toward the hope of our high calling, toward the promise we've received. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God, or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and God's Word has had an impact on your life, as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.